Hello and welcome to the Monday podcast from allthingsgerman.net and ponzionsprachschule.de. Hello. Well, today the Monday podcast is coming on Tuesday because mm-hmm. we had a small difficulty at the weekend. We did a recording at the wine festival and with a small problem using it now. So while we sort that out, we've come together to do a new podcast and we'll put it out a day later. And we've come into the new Monday podcast studio. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> and joining us is Rhiannon Wood. Hello. Hello. And you're here to talk with us about yeah, your life, basically. So, so where do we start off? Yeah, I guess from birth. Where were you born? From birth. <laughs> yeah. I, I was born in Bangor, in North Wales. North Wales, mm-hmm. okay. And what's it like there? Very beautiful. Um, the scenery is, is very beautiful. It's, it's quite a small town, although they would call it a city, but mm-hmm. it's, I call it a town. It's a university town. Okay. So while students are at the university, it's busy and bustling and... During the holiday times, it's very, very quiet. But and I've been there. Oh, you've been, been there? Okay. It was, it was my insurance offer, if I didn't go to Aston. You went to Bangor. Okay. I would have gone to Bangor, yeah. but I ended up at Aston, so yeah. okay. I got my grades. Uh, okay. <laughs> and how long did you live there? Not very long. Um, when I was two, mm-hmm. we, we moved from there and actually moved as far as Australia. To well, Australia. We emigrated. Okay, what made your family decide to pack up? I mean, you know, we mm. always hear these stories between Great Britain and mm-hmm. Australia, mm-hmm. but what was your family's reason? My father's family were living in Australia. Mm-hmm. They were from Wales as well, from Wales and Ireland, um, but, but many years ago had gone to settle in Australia. Um, and my father decided that Australia probably had more to offer us then. There was me and my sister, my mum and my dad. And he, he'd also spent a lot of time at sea because his father was a, a captain on mm-hmm. a ship and, and my father was um, on, on ships as a, a marine engineer and had a bit of wanderlust, I suppose, and decided that the family should move to Australia. So we did. Okay. So, you don't remember much of your babyhood in Wales? I don't particularly. I, I returned there when I was older mm-hmm. um, and spent a lot, quite a bit of time there. But when I was very young, no, I don't particularly remember that. I remember more growing up in New Zealand and Australia because from Australia we went to New Zealand. How old were you then? I was seven. Okay. So I've had to know where in Australia? <coughs> Melbourne. Okay. Okay, Melbourne. And, and the family at the moment are split equally between Australia and New Zealand. I have two brothers and two sisters, my mum mm-hmm. and dad, and they have all stayed that way mm-hmm. uh, over there, but I've always been a Europhile. Um, that's so, back here. That's, well, so when did you come back here? I was 19 mm-hmm. um, in New Zealand, and that was the point at which I finished schooling, and I had to decide would I then go on to university in New Zealand, stay there, etc., or would I come back, and decided that I would come back mm-hmm. to England. Did you have any family back here that where you knew you could, I mean, attach yes. yourself yes. to? Because you don't want to, like, really move back to your so-called home country no. without anybody there. Exactly. My, my grandmother and my aunt okay. um, were both living in England, um, and I knew them quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided that they were there as a base, and it would work out. Mm-hmm. So at 19, I got on a boat in New Zealand and came by boat. 
Oh, that's right. I mean, I don't want to say back then because that would make... But it was a long time ago. It was quite a long time ago. Okay, so back then people just generally took the boat. I mean, the air traffic it, it, was too expensive then, right? Well, it was, it was a young thing too. And it still is to a certain extent now with the, the young in Australia. Like, like a romantic thing to it was. It's kind it of like taking the Trans-Siberian Express uh-huh. instead of... Go and see the world. Yeah, okay. And if you do it by boat. I mean, there were obviously many stop-offs, South mm-hmm. Africa... Um, I can't remember now, Canary Islands, and the boat actually was an Italian boat, mm-hmm. and only went as far as Genoa. Mm-hmm. So we had to get off at Genoa, and then got a train across Europe. Okay, well, that um, sounds right for a 19-year-old. Exactly, yeah. you were I mean, out there. You wouldn't do that when you have three kids. I no, mean. you would not. <laughs> but, you know, out there yeah. to see what the world's got to offer, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. being on a boat for six weeks, and getting off every now and again to have a look at another country, it was quite exciting. Oh, the, quite it's almost exciting. like a little holiday. It was. So, oh, it was I mean, five weeks, so it was a good yeah. holiday. Yeah. And not really knowing what to expect. No. I mean, I mean no. Uh, no. Yeah. But, but the boat... It was interesting on the boat because it was first class and second class in those days and all the older people with money were first class and all our students basically mm-hmm. and, and sort of I guess the poorer people um, <laughs> were, were second class. Mm-hmm. So we had a great time and, and didn't have to mix with the hoi polloi and dress up and all that. We, mm-hmm. we just had a blast. Oh yeah, so. Mm-hmm. The five weeks. Right. Well, sounds good. <laughs> and then when you arrived in Great Britain mm-hmm. or then you settled in... Actually in England, in England um, okay. yeah, so, so not far from Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, it, was, it was actually in, in a, a town called Wallasey, which is on the River Mersey, but on, Liverpool's on one side of the River Mersey and Wallasey was on mm-hmm. the other side, and that's where my grandmother and my aunt were living, okay. and I was going to, to university in Liverpool, so that's where I headed. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I mean, after you finished your university education? Mm-hmm. <coughs> well, I was always going to be a teacher. I knew mean, that. Yeah, I knew that from as long ago as I can ever remember. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ever going to be anything else. I mean, I, I tried a few things on the way before I, I came back to England on the boat. I had to save up some money for that. So mm-hmm. I worked as a bank clerk okay. for 18 <clears throat> months and saved up my money to, mm-hmm. to do that. But I was always going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I had organized before I left New Zealand a place to train as a teacher. Okay. Um, and that's what I was going very specifically to do. Mm-hmm. And did that. Okay, and then... After how many years of... Four years. Four years. So I studied for four years. Mm -hmm. And then I got my first job um, at a a place called Newtony Willows, which is between um, Liverpool and Manchester. Uh, So it's about, I suppose it was about 30, 35 minutes on the train outside of Liverpool. Mm -hmm. Um, And that that was my first experience. And I worked at that school for three years. And then... job opportunity came up in North Wales, mm-hmm. where I had originally come from, not from Bangor, but back in uh, Flint in North Wales, which is near Chester, which is in England, so it was right on the border mm-hmm. there, and a big comprehensive school there, and I taught there for, for seven years. And what did you teach? Biology. Biology, okay. And, and general science, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So for the younger ones, they have general science, biology, physics, chemistry, and then you start to specialise when you get to... 14, 15, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And now going back to Wales, could we say that your mother tongue is Welsh? Or did you Ooh, grow no. up with English? <laughs> or, I mean, I know you left quite early, yes. but yeah. Yeah. Well, then you moved back into Wales, into Welsh-speaking mm-hmm. country. And it was Welsh-speaking, yes. Yeah, yeah, so but there was no way I could ever get my head around 
um, that, that language. So, so people, I mean, let's say you go into a pub and you order beer, you mm-hmm. hear people talking mm-hmm. next to you in Welsh, yes. but they would automatically switch if they realized that, that you didn't um, speak Welsh? That, I mean, that, was, that was unusual because in, in certain pubs and in certain places, they really didn't like you very much if you were English-speaking. Mm. And you could tell they were talking about you in Welsh. Okay. Um, and that you didn't understand it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, so... Yeah. Like, like you're an outsider. Oh, you're an outsider. Yeah. Until you'd lived in a place quite a long time. So um, we lived, although we, we worked in Flint, we lived in the next town along in Mould. Um, and once you'd lived there for three, four, five years and you'd gotten known by the locals and you were accepted and mm-hmm. they would speak to you in English because all the Welsh speakers spoke perfect English, of course. But yeah. use it to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, now, can you say good. anything for us in Welsh? I mean, uh, did you pick up anything <laughs> during those three years or seven years? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you know, I, can, I can say hello to Borodar, and I can name the longest railway station in What is? Welsh. It is Llanfaipoth Gwingol Gwgerth Gwyndrochol Handrol Siliogogogog. That sounds very good. How long mm. did it take you to memorize mm. that? Actually, once you see it written and you can see the syllables... It doesn't take long at all, but I, I remember when I was in New Zealand growing up, my father is, is, is Welsh, although he wasn't very Welsh-speaking. Mm-hmm. He would always roll that out to oh, amuse yeah. us children. Oh, okay, so you had heard it before. Yeah, okay, all right. Which isn't far from Bangor. It really isn't. You go it's the not far at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not far at all, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a big sort of tourist attraction. When I was there, so visiting the university to look, I said, I'm going to go with the take day trip over the bridge and have a look. Yes, yeah. And you see it on the station, that great big wrong sign. Oh, yeah. So that must attract a lot of tourists. Then, it does. I mean, it like does. what kind of tourists? I mean, people from all over the world. All over the world. Is there a special nationality yeah. that likes to go there? Mm, see quite a lot of Japanese there. I am. So the Asians there. then. I mean, yeah, yeah. Asians there. Yeah. But they tend, I suppose, and, and many groups mm-hmm. that are tourists tend to go to the places that are well known. And right. if you were going to that area of Wales, that would be mm-hmm. something that would be mm-hmm. a tourist attraction simply because of the long name. So right. there are a lot of shops that that sold. Welsh products mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So they, they really did depend on the tourist trade mm-hmm. an awful lot. Like, like yeah. a platform ticket from the station. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The old-fashioned idea of you need a platform ticket to enter the platform to see someone off. Mm-hmm. Not even to get the train. Yeah. 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 So they charge yeah. you, you know, for this ticket which has got oh, no yeah. money, but you're only okay. allowed onto the platform. Okay. Yeah. Not on the train itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that yeah. by itself is a little souvenir. Yeah. yeah. And they've got an internet domain as well. Mm, okay. so it's got the, yeah, it's one of the longest domains in the world. They've got you know dot Can co. Yeah. Dot co. Dot uk on the end of it. So oh, yeah. I must look that up. Actually, I didn't <laughs> well, we should that. include that maybe. We'll link it so you don't have to type it in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. And here, yeah, please, you do it. Or, I mean, I do it. Okay. <laughs> Whoever. Okay. So and then, but you know, there was okay three three years teaching in England, seven years of teaching in Wales. In Wales. And then, what did you do after that? Well, when we were teaching in Wales, because uh, my husband was also teaching there as well. So that's where you met him, that's, in Wales? Well, yes, and in fact, yeah. I met him, no, I've got to be honest, I met him very early on, about three months after I'd come back from New Zealand. Oh, gosh, that early. So I was still students. Yeah. I met him where we had a holiday job. In those days, there were a lot of temporary jobs, so all the students could pick up all sorts of temporary jobs. And, and there were a lot of officers in Liverpool, which is quite a big place, that were just for temporary people. Mm-hmm. So I went down there, and I had the whole summer to work. And I worked at an office temp because I'd had some experience in banking, right. so I knew about mm-hmm. reconciling accounts, those sorts of things. And we both happened to be temping in the same place. And actually, it was, it was at Christmas the first time there, and it was the office party. Mm-hmm. And he was there, and I was there, and lots of other people were there. And 
that was sort of it. And I sort of stuck with him. You've known him that long? I have known him 35 years. and been married 33 times. Your voice is getting smaller. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I look back, I think, where did all those years go? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, so you were saying then when you were both teaching in Wales, then... Right. We, we used to go to, to Germany a lot for our holidays, and we would take Why? students. I don't know. It, it's Gosh. strange, isn't it? We, we really like Germany, um, and we used to take school trips to Germany from the school we were teaching in Wales. With the we German department them. then, or just for oh, no, a, actually, a class no. trip? I just mean, a just class a, trip, okay. just anybody that, mm-hmm. that wanted to go from the age of basically 13 to 17. Mm-hmm. And they would sort of save up all year for it. And we would just organise a trip going to places we like going to. I happen to have to take, you know, 30-odd kids with you, which was sometimes a bit of a disadvantage, but it still made sure we still go over there. You still want to see a bit, yeah. So we'd, we'd always liked that. And, and we'd been to France as well regularly, because most Brits go to France. Mm-hmm. But never particularly, personally, I, I never particularly felt at home in France. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, always felt at home in Germany. Hmm. So we, we talked quite a lot about going to, to work abroad, but not too abroad. Do you mean from yeah. England or yes. Wales going yes. abroad to yes, Germany? To Germany. So um, abroad would be Germany or Holland. Those would okay. be the only two. So we're pretty narrow mm. in terms of where we were, would like to go to. And, and so we, we knew a fair bit about Germany. Um, and while I was at school um, growing up in, in England before... Oh, I forgot to tell you actually about that. <laughs> Okay, tell us now. Well, when I was two, we went to Australia. Then we went to New Zealand when I was five. But when I was 13, uh, my mum decided she was homesick and wanted to go back to, to England. So we all traipsed back did? there. All oh, five gosh, kids yeah. and mum and dad traipsed back to England when I was 13. Yeah. And we lasted until I was 17. Mm-hmm. And then my dad couldn't stand the weather any longer. <laughs> Actually, no, I was only just 16. Mm-hmm. He couldn't stand the weather and he said, Forget it, we're going back to New Zealand. So we all traced back there. Gosh, I could not imagine that. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. yeah. So, and that was on a boat, too. So we did yeah. it by boat in those days as well. It's amazing. I would never do it myself now. But anyway, they, they did that. And so I finished my schooling in New, in New Zealand. Um, and now I've lost my train of thought. Why did I talk about that? <laughs> well, that was because uh, you, you said you wanted to come to Germany or Holland and... Uh, to work. To work, Yeah. Oh, uh, why I I knew German. Because during the years when we went back to England from Mm -hmm. 13 to 16, I took German. Okay, that's that's maybe triggered it a little bit or something. So I I learnt German as a foreign language. You could choose in school French or German, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I chose German. And I actually managed to pass O-level German. You don't believe that because my German is atrocious and you know that and you know how long I've lived here and I don't actually have that little portion of the gene that says languages in it. I struggle with English at times, but German still defeats me. But I actually passed, just scraped O-level German many, many years ago. So again, that was another thing. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Through the language, you, you feel closer to the culture. And, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, and then basically, maybe you, you practice it a bit more yes. back then too. And, and, you know, we, I mean, we had these aspirations for coming to Germany mm-hmm. and becoming fluent. 
Um, the asp- that aspiration oh, didn't particularly work out. No, but, but staying here. <laughs> right, right. But then again, you do live in an English-speaking environment, and, then and that's, that's my excuse. Yeah, you know. and it is an excuse for many people. I mean, yes. yeah. Yes. I mean, I see my husband. How often does he really speak German? I mean, how often do you need to? So many German people speak English. Yeah, and are happy Especially to that practice area. their yeah. English. Mm. Yes, because we live in an mm. area where. English is, is mm-hmm. a common language amongst people of different nationalities and such. So right. this is my excuse that I'm honing as to why. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's okay. I mean, you know, okay. I, I accept it. <laughs> 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 I'm so generous, I know. You really are. You really are. Don't make me feel too bad about it. Yes. <laughs> Although my son says, how can you have lived in a place, in a country, so long and be so rubbish at the language? I said, quite easy. Yeah. Just look. I do it naturally. I think he did say that on, on record. Or I'm quite yeah, sure he did. mention it. I'm quite <laughs> yeah. sure he did. And I even thought, gosh, I know his mom. <laughs> <laughs> what if she listens to the podcast? Well, no, he didn't tell the truth. Yeah, he, he says on a daily basis, how can you be so appallingly bad? He said, it, it hurts me when you speak German because you're so bad. I said, well... We have talents, and that's not one of mine. You're lucky. He's science, and then you know he's got Japanese, and he's got German. I mean, you know, we've got these two different. And maybe it's maybe if I'd grown up in Germany when I was four and played football like he did. Now, when you come over as an older person, brain cells are set in certain ways. Mm. And the ones that were for language actually didn't set. They shriveled and <laughs> disintegrated completely. Yeah. And, and you do speak English all day. And it's just when you go out shopping, exactly. it, I mean, it's just... I mean, I, I certainly know enough German to, to understand what's going on, to get what I want. Do you know how to, you know, do a complaint, the good German way? I mean, like, call somebody up and say... Yes. Okay, I think... But, you, but, but the disadvantage is that I can do all that, and then it comes... And then the, the, the person thinks, oh, you speak reasonably good German, and will come back at me in German. Yeah, I think, that's what mm, always happens. What yeah. did you say? Yeah, should I still stay mad? Should, or, yes, or, yes, or, or yes. should I come his way now? Yes, yes. <laughs> I know, I know. You, know so you can get the whole big picture. <clears throat> but in terms of the, the, the smaller portions mm. of it, mm, then, I, then I have trouble with that. Yeah. I think, no, was he being nice or was he still being no? That's yeah, not right. coming my way. So well, then I usually say to Matt, Matt then, yeah. Oh. yeah, well, he have somebody help you out <laughs> <in> this one, <laughs> no? Or you, oh, yeah. actually. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yes. we'll do that yes. too, yeah. So, and um, so then, I mean, as far as the international job market goes, job fairs, I mean, I know people usually go to a job fair. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. is that how you then actually, you mm-hmm. and John found a job? I must admit, we, we didn't know anything about job fairs. Okay. Um, most... English teachers or well, Welsh teachers or whatever, or British teachers, um, they, they read their own education newspaper, the Times Educational Supplement, mm-hmm. and that has a lot of articles about education and such and keeps you up to date with things and has a very large job section. Mm-hmm. Jobs just for in England, Wales, Scotland, mm-hmm. etc., but also an international section. Mm-hmm. So that's what we'd keep our eye on and look to see what was coming up there in Germany or in Holland. Those mm-hmm. were the only two places that we'd really consider. Mm-hmm. And a job came up um, in Germany school? or Frankfurt I mean, International the School. The same school we used to work in. Yeah. 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 Oh, so that's the first place up. and you got stuck here. We got stuck here oh, and it's yeah. wonderful. But let me ask you then, does Frankfurt International School still advertise in it those does. papers? I mean, you, yes. you don't only go through the job no. first. 
Today, yeah. you still yes. do... Um, we still put in Advaita. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. And you still hire people through Absolutely. Like that, so yes. I thought yeah. everything goes through job fairs no. or local hire or, you know. No, 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 we still advertise in the papers. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, it's still a good source of, of people from there. Mm-hmm. So you have to cover all of your options because you get different sorts of people. Mm-hmm. Um, from yeah. It tends to be um, teachers who are on the international circuit know how the job fair system works. Right. And the job fairs are in America, are in Asia, mm-hmm. and are in Britain. Right. And they go from one fair mm-hmm. to another. So mm-hmm. you get that type of... If you hire from a job fair, <coughs> many of those teachers will be international in background mm-hmm. because that's how they move around. Right. If you hire from using the Times Educational Supplement... You get more of a local British, uh, British, British person. British. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, <clears throat> how do you interview them? I know when you go to a job fair, mm-hmm. you have a... You know, mm-hmm. a place in a hotel where everybody yes. stops by yeah. do, do they actually come and visit you personally or you they will um, we, we will communicate <coughs> by email mm-hmm. mail etc then we'll take up references then we'll telephone them and talk mm-hmm. and if we're really interested then they need to come over because okay. it's very important to see face to face but because it's not very far away it's an hour or whatever you know they yeah, just fly over. do they um, have to pay for that Actually, it, it depends, um, and it depends on the head of school at any one time, but oh, yeah, usually okay. they will take the risk and pay for it, and if we hire them, mm-hmm. then we will pay their costs, oh, okay, if we yeah, don't hire yeah. them, then oh, we right. don't. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, okay, I see. And then, so you started working here as a biology teacher, or science, science teacher, science, 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 grade science teacher. And John, yes. he, he yes. started working, he was he also did. at the same yep. time. He was a history teacher. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Well, I know, I mean, most international schools, they hire teaching couples. Yes, yes. I mean, that's, yes, that's, that's they, they quite often do. It's, it's okay. quite common to hire teaching All couples, right. yes. And how small was the school back then? I hate to say back then, not to make yeah. you feel bad. But, but it was a long time ago, <laughs> you're right. Um, for... ISW didn't exist, so the International School, uh, Satellite School, International School of East Barton didn't exist. Um, there was only the Valdez campus, so mm-hmm. there wasn't the, the new um, early learning centre that's, oh, yeah, that's just been built as well. There was mm-hmm. just the Valdez campus, and there were 1,150 students. Uh, even then? Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. There were 1,150. And today's numbers? Today, there are 1,840, with all of the campuses and altogether. Yeah, you have grown quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Then... How long were you teaching there before you changed positions? Hmm. Um, in, in terms of being a principal, this is only my third year as principal. Um, and up to, up to this point, I've always been teaching. Um, I was assistant principal for three years before I became principal, and I was teaching uh, 20% then, but actually next year I'm picking up teaching again. You so are? I am going to take a class next year because that's what it's all about. Okay. Yeah, so somehow <coughs> I'm going to make that work too. So we're going back to teaching. We so are 7th grade science, where I started out. Mm, you might get really looking forward my to daughter then. I mean, you miss Thomas <laughs> then, you, you know, he's going to 8th grade now, yep. so yeah. Yep. Okay, alright. So back to my roots. So, well... And do you, you miss teaching her? Oh, yes. Say? I mean, that, that's what it's all about. It's, it's exciting to be where mm. I am now because you can help move the place forward. Mm. You can help other teachers to achieve what they want to achieve. But the bottom line is mm. in the classroom with those students. Yeah, see, really? this is the same thing for me when I thought about, you know, expanding or doing other things. <clears throat> I would lose 
the bonus of teaching there. Yes. You only be doing administration. Yes. And, mm, yes. No, I want to, you know, work face to face with people. And you know. Yes. So, okay. Well, we end. That was very, very good. Um, I learned a lot about you, and I thought I knew you. Well, there you <laughs> hey, it's almost like being married, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You never know everything. Okay. I enjoyed it too. Thanks, Maria. Thank you you. want to come you. back again and talk to us? Sometime um, about life as a principal? Well, you can see that I can talk a lot, so it's <laughs> not a, a problem for me. We'll do yeah. another podcast. Okay. Did Matt show you his mug? He did. Oh, he did. And spot, it's wonderful. Spot the surprise. It's wonderful. Okay, well, <laughs> so I have my very own as well? Thank you for coming and talking to us. Of course, you get your very own. I've got my very own. Thank you, sir. Special guest. Thank yes. you so much. I should treasure that. In fact, I'll take that one into school. Yeah, do. And, and just pose. The <laughs> yeah, right. A, I'm quite technological. <laughs> I've done a podcast. Yeah, I've yes, yes. Yeah. There you go. I'm famous. I'm a special guest. Okay. I'll put that on my desk. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Okay, and if you've got any questions on the podcast, want to talk to us about it, then go to the form on www.themondaypodcast.com slash form, and we'll answer them, won't we? Yes. Okay. Is the wine good? Oh, it's very good. <laughs> You're telling me <laughs> again. <clears throat> we said this was a replacement for the wine festival, so I... Yeah, but I thought you would not mention it. You know, it's just a nice, <laughs> nice thing to do in the evening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back hopefully on Monday next week mm-hmm. with a new podcast. Okay. Until then. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. This was the Monday podcast from allthingsgerman.net and pensionsprachschule.de. For more information, visit www.themondaypodcast.com. Responsible for the content, Graham Tappenden and Maria Shipley, 61440 Oberursel, Germany.